With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, and welcome to the Canal Street Chronicles podcast, part of the SB Nation family. I'm your host, Brendan Ertle, and I'll be bringing you podcasts on all things Saints each and every week. I'll be reviewing every game and looking forward to talking about the Saints' next opponent and some key stats and any important Saints news. You can also find some of my articles on Canal Street Chronicles, and you can hit me up on Twitter at Brendan underscore Ertle. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Who dat? Welcome to the first episode of my new series of the Canastra Chronicles podcast. And uh, right before I hop into the Dallas breakdown, I want to talk about Drew Brees just posted a photo on Instagram, or I should say a video, of him throwing, and he looks great. Um, now there's speculation saying that he could be back for the Bears game, which is so much better than we thought. We, th- we thought we'd Maybe even miss the Thanksgiving Falcons game too. So that's a huge step forward for him. And uh, Saints Twitter's just blowing up right now. So I thought I'd start out with that. But it wasn't an NFL regulation size football, but it was a squishy football, something he could grip the ball easier, give a little cushion. But it still looked good. It was still a football. He's still throwing a football two weeks after this crazy surgery that he we thought he'd miss six to eight weeks. So that's a huge step forward for Drew and the team. All right, and let's just hop right into the Dallas breakdown. The Saints defeat the 3-0 Dallas Cowboys 12-10 in a defensive-dominated game. Um, I think the defense got their swagger back, and we saw that swagger in 2018, and we haven't really seen it that much in the season, but they played well in Seattle. That started to get their turnover, um, what they call boot gang back. But um, they play the best in prime time. They like the primetime, the Ohio State defensive back boys. Ohio State's used to be playing in primetime, so they're used to the primetime games. And getting that national audience, especially against the Cowboys, was big for them. We also saw the debut of Sheldon Rankins, which meant we had four first-round picks across the D-line. Marcus Davenport, Malcolm Brown, Sheldon Rankins, and Cameron Jordan. And I got to say, they look great. Uh, Davenport's finally emerging to what we drafted him to do. Um, the sack numbers aren't there, but the pressures are... Um, this is maybe his best game as a Saint, and it came against maybe the best left tackle in the NFL right now. Um, last year, he had 296 rushes, and in those rushes, he had 33 pressures and five sacks. This season, he's already had 117 with 24 pressures and a sack. So the sack numbers aren't there, but he's right there um, with the pressures. And last year, he had 17 hurries all of the year, and this year, he's already at that 17 number. So that win rate is definitely going up for Davenport, and 
Rankins had two tackles and a quarterback hit. Um, not bad for his debut after coming off a torn Achilles, which is a, usually a big injury. And we've seen like how it affected other NFL athletes like DeMarcus Cousins. Another Saints defensive player I want to talk about, um, I'll be talking about Marshawn and the Cooper competition in a bit, but Eli Apple. This whole season, he's allowed seven receptions. And I know we've been hating on him because he's been giving up some big plays, but seven receptions all year long, that's pretty dang good. That's in four games against um, some of the top offenses we'll see all season. Maybe the MVP of the game, Von Bell, finally is racking up the stats that we all hoped he would. Um, last year, he started but didn't get stats that we all hoped. But he led the team in tackles with 10. He had a pass defense and had two fumble recoveries. So that's big time for him. He took one of the crib last week in Seattle. But um, he's finding the football now, which we all hoped we, he would. Um, hasn't got the interception yet. Zach Sheaf was kind of giving him crap on the air about not giving a pick. So maybe this week we'll get his first. The matchup of the game was Marshawn Lattimore versus Amari Cooper, Ohio State versus Alabama. That's what we were hoping for, and we needed Marshawn to get back into his lockdown days, and that's exactly what he did against Amari in this game. Um, in the first half, they had 14 pass plays. Um, Amari had one reception for seven yards on two targets. Um, for the whole game, he had four catches, 39 yards on seven targets. So for the majority of the game, Marshawn was locking down Amari. He didn't have a lot there. He did have an, like an ankle issue coming into the game, but that's not a good excuse. Um, he was running his routes okay. Um, he got two pass interference, so it just shows Marshawn was in his hip pocket all game long. Um, in the first three weeks, Dak and Amari had 142.9 passer rating when Amari's targeted. This week, Lattimore held out to 72.9, which is a huge difference. Cut that number in half. That's big time. But what else is big time is Dallas's play-action pass game, and that's how they've been destroying teams, and that's what the Saints needed to stop if they wanted to win this game. And the way you stop that is stopping Zeke, which most of the teams in the NFL can't do. But the Saints' defense line pulled in. Um, Zeke had 18 carries for 35 yards. Four of his runs generated a first down. He fumbled. It was a controversial fumble, but he fumbled. Um, there wasn't a single run over seven yards. Dak Prescott was the only Cowboy that had a run seven yards. The key to the game for the Saints was to lock down that play-action pass, and the linebackers knew the D-line was was holding up that line. They were stopping the run well, so they could drop back to the hook to curl faster and um, go get in coverage. And that ultimately stopped the Cowboys. Their offense was non-existent all game long. They had one successful drive, and it was um, – given to them by Demarius Davis, a uh, pass interference call that could have gone either way, but um, we won't go into that. Cam Jordan talked to Scott Van Pelt of ESPN after the game, and Scott asked him what was the key to winning this football game, and he said the key was to hone in on Zeke, stop that, and if they could stop Zeke, everything, everything else would fall into place, and that's exactly how it worked out. Um, the Cowboys couldn't run the ball. They tried to get fancy. Uh, Tavon Austin had a a run for three yards that went nowhere. But um, Dallas's receiving leader was actually Jason Witten. He had four catches, 50 yards, but he did have a fumble. So um, their second leading receiver was Blake Jarwin, three catches, 49 yards. So that the tight end still making an impact, but um, much better than Amari Cooper or even Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb was better than the stat sheet. He had 41 yards and a crucial drop late in the game. 
But um, stopping Zeke was the key to this game, and that's exactly what the Saints defensive line did. The Saints won the turnover battle 2-1. to one. Uh, Jason Winton fumbled, and Ezekiel Elliott also fumbled. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater threw a pick. That wasn't really his fault. It was a bad drop by Ted Ginn Jr., but that kind of leads us in how the offense played. If you would have told me the Saints offense scored 12 points, uh, went 0 for 4 in the red zone, and beat the red-hot Dallas Cowboys with 12 points, I would have laughed at you. Um, I knew the defense was getting... It was rising up, but I didn't think they were at the level to shut down a whole offense like that. Um, so, yeah, they were t- 12 points, 0 for 4 in the red zone. Bridgewater had a pretty good game. Um, I don't like calling him a game manager, but that's exactly what he did this game. He managed the game. He followed Sean Payton's script. He did it well. He, had, he was 23 for 30, 193 yards with the pick that um, should be on Ted Ginn's stat sheet because it was a bad drop by Ted Ginn. It was a good read by Bridgewater. Uh, scrambled out to the right, bought more time, threw a laser to Ted Game, which would have been a first down, but um, wasn't even touched, got bobbled the ball a little bit, and then just got nailed, and uh, Chiba Awuzie came down with the pick. So um, that'll be on Bridgewater's stat sheet, but that's okay. I think Bridgewater had a great game, maybe the best game we've seen for him so far. Um, his best throw of the night came to Michael Thomas in a 10-yard corner out. He was not open. It was a third-down throw. And he threw it on that back shoulder, let Michael Thomas go use that wide wingspan, go grab that thing, bring it down, first down Saints. So that was a big throw by Bridgewater, his, easily his best throw of the night. Um, but he didn't take a lot of shots downfield. Uh, we're used to Drew Brees taking two, three, maybe even four shots down the field a game. We haven't seen a deep shot to, for, from Bridgewater yet. But um, expect that to come, especially next week against Tampa Bay's 30, 30th ranked pass defense. But Bridgewater's doing exactly what Sean wants him to do. He's winning football games. He's following the offense. Um, I'm excited to see what else he can do before Drew comes back. I think he's got a ton of potential in this offense especially. And, of course, our baby, our lead back, Alvin Kamara, had 17 carries for 69 yards. He also had three catches for 20 yards. So only 89 total yards of offense, but still a great number for him. He almost actually fell in the end zone late in the first half. Um, Bridgewater threw a little out route. Uh, to him and he was a yard short and um, they had that fade route to Jared Cook to uh, set up the field goal because they ran out of time but the Saints actually outrushed the Cowboys 117 to 45 yards so that's a big time number especially in a game a 12 to 10 game like that Um, Latavius Murray had 14 yards on the ground Taysom Hill had 16 yards on the ground uh, coming from the read option the big truck kind of rolled over Xavier Woods I think Uh, that was a big um, momentum play. Uh, Deontay Harris had a little sweet play for 10 yards, and Teddy Bridgewater had scrambled for 8 yards. The offense could have done a lot of things better, but the main thing that killed them was the penalties. Penalties killed them. I know there was a ton of ticky-tacky penalties, lots of holding penalties that could have gone either way. Um, Von Bell's roughing the passer on Dak Prescott, which was a little bit BS because they called back the Teddy Bridgewater um, roughing the passer because he gave himself up. I don't understand the rules there, but um, the penalties have to come down. Sean Payton said in the press conference they will. If they don't, someone's getting pulled, so that's big time there. Um, in my notes, I wrote down Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn was a struggle. He destroyed us all night. Uh, he had two sacks, was in the face of Teddy all game long. Um, one of his sacks came on an early snap by Eric McCoy, and Teron wasn't even ready for the play to start, and Quinn just ran by him, got to Bridgewater fast. Bridgewater did a good job holding on to that football. 
But something that really needs to be cleaned up is the offensive line play. They had a great game overall. Just a negative was the lots of penalties and holding calls they had. Um, Eric McCoy also added like a snap infraction, took a false step. Um, just little things they need to clean up. Uh, yards they could have back. So without those penalties, they could have had more yards there. But again, Ryan Ramchek dominated. Before the game, Demarcus Lawrence said, "We're gonna go in and show them we that." Well. Demarcus Lawrence was brilliant in the stat sheet. Ryan, Ryan Ramchek shut him down. We didn't hear his name called at all. Ryan Ramchek has just been going on a full-on tear. Week one, he had J.J. Watt. Didn't even have a stat. J.J. Watt didn't have a stat. Uh, the following week, they had the Rams. That was a tough game for all the offensive linemen. But the next week, go to Seattle and face Jadavion Clowney and shut him down, too, for the most part. is big for him. And then gets Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, just a big test for Ryan Ramchek. And next week he'll get actually maybe the defensive player of the year so far, Shaquille Barrett. Uh, he's got nine sacks so far. So we can see if Ryan Ramchek can keep up his tear against maybe the best defensive player in the league at this moment. Overall, our Saints are 3-1. and one. They're maybe the toughest stretch of the season that they will have. Um, if you told me Drew would be out two and a half of these games and we'd be 3-1, and one, I would have taken that all day long. It's great for the Saints. It shows us how deep our team is, how good our offensive line is, and our defense is starting to be on that come up. So they've got to keep improving each week, and hopefully they can keep it up next week against Tampa Bay. They'll have another test against Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, two wide receiver ones on each side of the field. So that'll be a big test for Marshawn Lattimore and Eli Apple. Hopefully they can keep up that spirit that they had against the Cowboys. Our next four games looking like Tampa Bay at home. We travel to Jacksonville and we travel to Chicago. And that's when Drew Brees could possibly be back. It's, um, it's up in the air right now. It's just a rumor. He could be back then. Um, then we have Air the Arizona Cardinals, who are currently winless. And we have a bye. And then the Atlanta Falcons on Thanksgiving. The Saints are hot right now. Hopefully they can clean up their little mistakes. And maybe we see some points in the dome next week against the Bucks. But that about does it for this week's episode. Um, I'll be breaking down the Tampa Bay game after the game. So make sure you all check in on that. Um, I appreciate you guys tuning in on my first episode. I'm going to be getting back on this grind. Um, so again, I'm Brendan Ertle. You can follow me on Twitter. Hit me up anytime at Brendan underscore Ertle. And I will be seeing you guys here pretty soon. Who dat?